Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into a busy 4th of July weekend. If you're going fishing, don't forget that license expired on June 30th, so you got to get your new license before you head out. You can do it simply online. All right, we got lots more fishing reports coming up, uh, coming your way. Also, this photo that's appearing on our Bayou Wild TV website and also on my Facebook page, it's a whole alligator grilled. Head on, feet on, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. Some people are saying it looks great, appetizing. It was cooked by uh, Chef Michael Johnson. He is the LSU athletics chef, cooks for the teams. I wonder if this could be the secret to LSU's perfect 15-0 and season, eating uh, grilled gator. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, that will be part of our Season 5 episode of Bayou Wild TV, we got that coming up. Also, we've been busy getting some really great stories for you. Uh, Louisiana's biggest fish story, a story I covered many years ago about the biggest fish, uh, bluefin tuna, ever caught in Louisiana. And we interviewed, again, the people who were aboard that boat. We also have a young um, knife-making sensation here in Louisiana. We'll tell you his story. Uh, next week, uh, Chris Lecoq, our cameraman, and I are going on an alligator egg hunt out to Delacroix. Picking up eggs out of alligator nests is part of the alligator put-back and restoration program. We also had a feature on how to uh, fish with rookies. Uh, we had three teenagers, Mike Gallo, myself, and, and uh, their dad and uncle. We took three young men out into Biloxi Marsh. First time some of them had ever fished, and certainly any time they first time they've ever caught a redfish, and they came through excellent. And Mike shared some tips about how to get people started in fishing, and I think we've got those three guys uh, they may end up being hooked for life. All right, so let me get to the text. Uh, someone wants to know about the whooping crane killer. Will he have the same woman judge as last year's bad boy? No, uh, he will not. Uh, in case you – let me refresh your memory. Uh, this guy's name was Kenan Johnson, and he, back in May of 2016, he was accused of killing two whooping cranes, which are endangered species. He had a 15-year-old accomplice with him who – has already been prosecuted. Of course, uh, he's a juvenile, so we don't have the records of that. But on July 29th, he is scheduled for a change of plea hearing. 
And I am told, I'm sorry, I think I said Johnson. His name is Kenan A. Constantine. He is scheduled on July 29th to appear before Magistrate Judge Patrick J. Hanna. And I am told he will be pleading guilty to a Lacey Act violation, which Lacey Act is transportation, interstate transportation, or any transportation of an endangered species. And the fine for that is $100,000 maximum. Um, $50,000 for the killing of it. He's not pleading guilty to that. But he at first said he was innocent, pled not guilty. He's going to change that plea, according to my sources, and we'll see if that sticks. And it uh, be interesting to see what sentence this judge gives this, this young man. And uh, I'm certainly uh, hoping that there'll be a lot of community service involved in it. A stiff fine probably will not get jail time out of it. But we'll see how this judge handles it as opposed to the last whooping crane killer. All right, uh, let's see. Got some more text messages coming in. Let's see. Uh, oh, we got the Lafayette Yacker. Got that boudin coffee thing going on, waiting for the paddle report. Yeah, we'll have Eric doing that coming up shortly. Uh, they said that that full moon is called, this one's called a buck moon. I can only imagine why it has that name. All right, another one. Uh, on that on the good boat to buy that serves as a dual offshore and inshore. Thanks, have a good and safe 4th of July. My opinion on that is very difficult because for an inshore boat, you want something with a shallow draft to get up into the redfish flats, fish those shallow areas in the wintertime for speckled trout. Offshore, you want something with high sides, a nice V-bow, so you can cut through those waves when it gets a little rocky out there. I'm going to say minimum 24, possibly 27-foot center console. And, again, the more you get in in bow height and, and, and rail height, you give up in shallow draft. It's it's kind of a trade-off. So depends. Now, if you get a boat that's going to do excellent in the in the saltwater flats and doesn't draw much water, well, when it gets a little rough, you may not be able to head out to those rigs to fish the snapper. The perfect answer, get two boats. <laughs> well, it's up to you. But, but that's what I'm going to tell you is it can be done, but you're going to have to make a trade off there and find that happy medium in the middle. All right, coming back after this, Mike Gallo joins us. He and I fished with some rookies this past Monday and uh, ended up with 14 keeper reds and a whole lot of memories. We'll talk about that trip. He'll also tell you what's ahead for this 4th of July weekend if you fish Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Catherine. I'll also get that 9-mile and 3-mile point report if he's been out there. All that's coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for the Captain Mike Gallo report brought to you by CETO. Yeah, they're probably going to have a busy weekend this week on this 4th of July. A lot of boaters are out there. What they sell you for $179 for a whole year, peace of mind, number one. But what that includes, if you run out of fuel, they'll come out and bring it to you, tow you in 24-7 if you got a breakdown, jump start you for electrical problems. Whatever it takes to get you in and keep you safe on the water and off the water. It's like having a AAA policy. CETO. Call Captain Chris, great guy. Colleen, they'll tell you all about it. Call them at 504-301-4545, and you can check it out on the web. Makes a great gift to give this to someone if they don't think about getting it for themselves. If you know a boater and they don't have a CETO contract, sign them up. Go to CETO.com. Captain Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, you need a theme song. I'm going to ask the audience to, to text me a good theme song that fits your personality. Unless you got one you want to choose, think about it and let us know. we got to get you a theme song. I have no idea. 
I didn't think I you would be, but we'll let the audience take care of that. Somebody text me 504-260-1870, a theme song for Captain Mike Gallo, and we'll get uh, our crack uh, staffer, uh, Doug Christian, to get on that, and we'll start that next week. All right, let's go back to Monday. You and I had a great trip with some youngsters. You know, the thing that impressed me the most about those three guys, they took your direction very well, huh? I'm sure you've had people that you, you tell them, you tell them, you tell them, they don't listen. These guys did it, man, and they had a good time. It really paid off. Yeah, that was a fine group of young men. You could really see they had a desire to be good fishermen. And what really helped was we, we pulled up, and within 10 minutes we caught a fish. So that gives them confidence in the captain and the area. And, you know, the fish are biting. They're obviously in the area. So they kind of stayed focused, and it it worked out, you know. It it really helps when you tell them you need to be close to the shoreline, and they cast, and, you know, they might be five feet from this shore, and you tell them that's not close enough. you got to get right next to it. And then when they do get close, they catch a fish. Well, it kind of validates what you're telling them, and then they can recognize when they are close enough and when they're not, simply recast so um it helps when everything flows and the fish follow the uh, instructions as well yeah they, they did and uh you know one important thing too and, and you can't do this as a boat captain but i'm glad that dad and uncle michael did he told uh, henry and oliver and cooper the first thing he told them was all right boys turn the cell phones off and you didn't see them on the phone the whole time we were out there fishing. Now, I'm sure when they got back in, you know, they, they went to it. And they can, you know, sending the pictures and all that stuff. But that's certainly, particularly for young people who fish, uh, that could be a distraction. And he took care of that right from the very beginning. Yeah, he certainly knew his sons and how to keep them focused. And, you know, most of the time when I head out to the Biloxi Marsh, first thing I do in the morning after I make my final weather check, is to put my phone on airplane mode. Uh, it's going to search for a signal, and if there's weak signal before you know it, your battery's dead. And then if I did need my phone to call CETO or something to come help me out, I wouldn't have any battery. So I've been in the habit of turning my phone off and have been in that habit for many years. Excellent tip. We're going to start calling that the boat mode. As well as airplane mode. Put it in boat mode. Mike, uh, where are you headed today? Uh, you're going to fish specs, reds, both. What's going on this weekend? we got a west wind, but, boy, we got a rock and roll tide this weekend, over two foot. Yeah, I'm not going to be fishing today. We elected to stay on land with the uh, 60% chance of rain. But I did fish every day this week, um, starting Monday, you know, with yourself and those young men. Had some good trips. Uh, Tuesday, I fished one of the shell reefs in Lake Bourne. We were going to do a combination trip. Uh, We ended up catching, we probably caught 40 speckled trout. We could keep 20. And then we went into the marsh and ended up, I think, with a dozen redfish. Right in the same area where you and I was, couldn't have been a mile away from there. Wednesday, attempted to do the same thing. The west wind was much stronger I ended up in that nine-mile and three-mile area, and there's a lot of islands over that way, easy to get around the backside of an island. With the incoming tide being as strong as it is, you simply look for a good current line 
a current line and some birds in the area. They don't have to be diving on the water. They can just be what we call search birds. They're seagulls flying around just waiting on the opportunity. It kind of tells you everything in the area that you're looking for. The birds know there's bait there, there's fish there. It's just a matter of when the fish push the bait to the surface and the birds can feed. So you do your 15-minute rule. You hit those those current lines, get a couple of people fishing on the surface, a couple on the bottom, see what you catch. And if it's what you're looking for, you stay. If it's not, you move. There's literally hundreds of islands in those areas. Um, Wednesday, I was with your buddy Richie, and we did that. The west wind wouldn't allow us to be in Lake Bourne, so we ran down towards that nine-mile area, found a real steady bite for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, a lot of small fish, probably caught 60 to 80 fish, and ended up keeping 28 trout. At that point, we'd shifted gears and went into the marsh to look for redfish. We had a young man on board, Richie's grandson. He was 12. So um, we finished out the day catching some redfish. And then Thursday and Friday were strictly redfish trips where I went straight into the marsh and just did shrimp under a cork or spoons and spinners and uh, very successful. I do find in the heat of the day, it's best to fish where you do have some moving water or lots of moving water, especially if you're in the marsh. All right, Mike, all good tips, good advice, good stuff. Uh, by the way, we got your first uh, entry in for your theme song. Uh, somebody wants oh, to give Pro- Professor Mike Gallo the soundtrack from Back to the Future featuring the eccentric scientist Dr. Emmett Doc Brown. So there's one. We'll get plenty more into I'm hoping people do it, and I'll run them by you, and you can pick one. We might even let you listen to them first because you may or may not be familiar with all of them. <laughs> Well, Mike, enjoy your Fourth of July off. You've had a very busy week, and I know you got some busy weeks ahead. So, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and get in on some of this action out that way, tell them how to find you. Very simple. You can find me on dontheoutdoorsguide.com. My website is aaofla.com. We're on Facebook under Angling Adventures or the old-fashioned reliable telephone, which is nine eight five. 781-7811. Very good, Michael. We will talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks so much for the report. We appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Y'all have a safe, happy fourth. Yes, indeed. All right. Theme song for Professor Mike Gallo. Send us your choice. What do you think fits him the best to intro him each week? 504-260-1870. It's a simple text away. Coming back after this, we got a guy with a theme song, Strokin'. It's Eric Mohabarak who paddles and paddles for his fish, and some of you do too. Back with his report after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Now, there's a theme song. I just got another uh, selection for Captain Mike's theme song, Happy Days. Oh, because he always seems happy. That might be a winner. I like that one, 1192. Thanks for that suggestion. All right, this Paddler's Report, Paddler's Report, if you will, is with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They've been known to sell kayaks in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Covington, and some of the best models, too, like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can see them on their website, MasseyOutfitters.com, or check them on the Facebook. And here he is, the lookalike for Captain Quint, 
Eric Mohabarak. You know, there were more people thought you were Captain Quint than Captain Quint when we did that, that little poll. You know that, don't you? It was a year ago yeah, today. Yes, a year ago, ago today, yeah. That, wasn't that fun? That was a good time, man. Enjoyed that, yeah. definitely, yeah. for sure. You, know? you could you could so, definitely uh, fill in for him. So where you been fishing other than shark fishing? Um, I haven't. Uh, I've been out this week, you know, to local stomping grounds, Port Salfa. I've hit yellow cotton and stuff like that, of course. Um, did hit like punch train um, and did some 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 good redfish. Uh, you got to work for them along the south shore of the, uh, the the lake. You know, bouncing jigs, three eighths ounce jigs. I, I was using the gulp and also uh, some saltwater assassin uh, seemed to work well. My buddy was using. And uh, we caught limits, and uh, that, that's a good thing picking up on a bass here and there also, you know. Um, and uh, the area we're fishing, I'll just kind of give it up a little bit. Uh, it's close to where that big old alligator was caught, so I don't think you'll be eating <laughs> no more redfish. <laughs> you know? so, so it was real close to that area. But uh, they got some big gators over there that people don't know about. Watch your yes, dog. Yes, they do. Yes, um, they do. Uh, Navarre so, Beach, Florida. Boy, it's, it sounds like it's on over there, huh? Man, they got all kinds of stuff going on over there. The snapper, they've been killing it. Uh, you know, any anytime you can get off the beach and hit those uh, reefs, they have the public reefs that are marked, which is great. I wish I wish I'd do that here in Louisiana just to see if we could pull in some snapper closer because the population is so high. But uh, it's really easy over there. It's, it's marked. You can go to the Florida Wildlife uh, page and get the coordinates and uh, get out there and pick you a reef within range. You know, don't don't push yourself and don't go by yourself either. Is another good good point to add to that and where you life preserve your PFD. Um, but really easy. Just set up a bottom rig just like you would do off of a boat. Uh, cut bait, live bait, uh, and a lot of this uh, slow pitch jigs have become really popular. And uh, the last few years, it seems like, which, you know, Don, you're familiar with the old door lure, right? The old diamond oh, yeah. jigs? Yes, sir. You know, yeah, I still got some of the originals. So, you know, I'm sure that that would work on uh, the the things. In fact, I used it down in Key West, Key West years ago and caught a huge mutton snapper. It was 17 pounds. Uh many years ago but uh great stuff right there easy to do you know um i'm not sure the date when the sapper season closes you know um but something else that's going on that's really phenomenal is they've been seeing a ton of sailfish uh one of my buddies over there who uh charters brandon barton he's also on the hobie kayak fishing team uh fishing out of the 360 also uh his client uh they caught their limit of snappers and then his client landed a sailfish off the uh, kayak and they're thick as thieves out there they've been seeing schools of them you know up to six or more in a school now to get them to bite that's something else different you know um and the tarpon are starting to come down the beach you know uh, the best baits for those big fish, uh, what I find is I'm, I'm a firm believer. Now, I don't fish it all the time, so I'm not a professional. You know, those guys over there can, you know, fish those fish really good. Um, but I find whatever you catch on a sabiki rig or if you can throw your cast net on something, whatever you catch where, in that area where you're fishing at, that's what those fish are eating. They've been caught on leatherbacks, which is that uh, mackerel-type-looking fish with the, the, the thorns in its back, you know, the the, the, the the fins that can stab you, very painful. Um, mullet, uh, pogies, uh, cigar minnows, 
Um, that's what I suggest to pick up a bag of cigar minutes before you get, get out there and then go catch your live bait in case you can't get any live bait because there's days like that. And it's just slow troll, just a slow troll. Uh, some people use a cork or a balloon to bring it up to the top. I, I prefer just to leave it drift behind the boat. And, you know, you'll get kings and cobia and dolphin and occasional blackfin out there, too. So it's, it's a multitude of fish out there. It's beautiful, too, you know. But pick your days and be careful. Watch the weather. All right, finally, tell me what you know about Gator Cove. Where is it, and what? how do you fish it? Well, well that's Baysons. You know where Baysons Marina is down that way. Um, really easy launch at the launch and just start hitting the marsh. Uh, seems that, you know, as usual, redfish are in the ponds. They've been feeding on the gold spoons and plastics. Um, you know, the trout, you've been picking, they've been picking them up in the, in the, in the, like where there's four ways or three ways where three or four bayous meet, where there's some current flowing around points and stuff. Uh, I can't say they've been catching limits, but you know, 20 trout a trip, 15 trout a trip, you know, um, you know, which is quite simple for a limit to happen at any moment. Uh, but it's been some really good fishing down there. You know, a lot of people pass that area up and head all the way down to the island, which, you know, the island's been on fire lately too, meaning Grand Isle. Uh, but it's really a good place to fish, a lot of marsh, you know, a lot of coverage, you know. So, you know, it seems like good things going on. Very good report, Eric. Uh, you are one of the very yeah. few kayak charter operations tell people how to get a hold if you'd they'd like to give it a shot uh, fishing with a kayak with a professional guide yeah you can get in touch with me on your website don dubuque's the outdoor door don dubuque the outdoor guy or you can look on facebook uh the louisiana kayak company or uh the, on instagram the same thing uh, at the louisiana kayak company or just really call me 504-313-8292 and, Sounds uh, good. Y'all have a happy Fourth of July. All right. Do the same, my friend. We'll see you next time. All right. Eat you, eat you some gator, Don. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. The breakfast of champions. All right, All right Eric Mahabarak, our paddling report. Uh, I got some more uh, theme song uh, suggestions for Captain Mike Gallup. You got one? 504-260-1870. Text it to me when we come back after this. I got a story for you. It's called the Oyster Bootleggers, otherwise known as our Bad Boys of the Outdoors. Their story's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I've got a, a text in with regard to uh, one of our former bad boys, Kenan Constantine, who is going to, from what I hear, will change his plea from innocent or not guilty to a violation of the Lacey Act, transporting uh, illegally taken fish or wildlife, which in, in two endangered whooping cranes were shot uh, over over two years ago and. Uh, finally will be going to court on July 29th. He will be appearing before Judge Patrick Hanna. And if you want to send the judge a letter, if you've got uh, something you feel very strongly about what the punishment should be, you're certainly welcome to do that. I've got a text in here that says, We humans are keepers of the lesser brethren. Anyone who kills a member of an endangered species should be punished severely. Penalties should include putting them under the jail for a week, a month, 160 hours of community service, and a huge fine. Throw the book and the bookshelves at them. Can't say i argue with you. Very serious uh, offense, and we'll see how that all turns out. We'll let you know as soon as that trial ends. All right, right after this 10-second pause, I'm going to tell you about another couple of bad boys. We call them the oyster bootlakers. It's not nearly endangered species, but it's also a serious violation. I'll tell you why right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque 
Radio Network. A case involving a joint effort by Louisiana and Mississippi Department of Marine Resources cited a Slidell man for alleged oyster violations in St. Tammany and Terrebonne parishes. June 17th, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery agents were alerted to a social media post, there you go, advertising law-breaking. How dumb is that? About a man attempting to sell shucked oysters illegally. The investigation found that Percy B. Dardar was harvesting oysters from the Point of Shen area to sell them in Mississippi. Having been cited for failing to tag sacked oysters, failing to tag containerized oysters, failing to maintain traceable oyster records, violating oyster refrigeration code requirements, illegal shipping of commercial fish, violating interstate commerce and selling oysters without a wholesale retail seafood license and facing fines of up to $4,400 and 120 days in jail is 39-year-old Percy B. Dardar of Slidell, our bad boy of the outdoors. You know, a lot of people don't recognize the seriousness of an oyster violation. Oysters require careful scrutiny, the handling and the record keeping to ensure that public health safety, and not to mention the negative economic repercussions to seafood industry, uh, restaurants, the fishermen, and the state that would result from putting contaminated oysters into commerce. I'm not opposed to giving Mr. Dardar some time behind bars, although Doubtful that it will happen. All right, we never run out of them, bad boys of the outdoors, but we got a good guy coming up right behind him. Ryan Lambert's his name, also known as the Plastic Man, and he's got a Plaquemines Parish Area Fishing Report coming your way right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. See, Ryan Lambert has a theme song because Plastic Man fits him because he loves to throw plastic to feed the fish. We need one for Mike Gallo. Text me, 504-260-1870. Think about it. What is a good theme song to fit Captain Mike Gallo? All right, Ryan Lambert's with us. And, uh, Ryan, where have you been throwing plastic lately and what you been catching on it? I, I think we ought to go with Dr. Morgan's theme song. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he loved that one. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're telling age here. You know, we got half the people listen don't even know who Dr. Morgus is. I know, was, that's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> well, i tell you what, buddy, that river fell down to 7-8, and it went on fire. I mean, we there's got a lot of rain up north, and it's going to stay at 8 for the next two weeks. But eight's, eight's good because, you know, the, the water's getting pretty and the bait's coming toward the river and the fish are coming with it. The bull reds are pouring in there. Reds will be catching trout. It's been a great week. The boys have, the boys have dumped a lot of buckets this week on, uh, on, the, on the cleaning table. Yeah, well, you know, and that should continue, you know. But, boy, y'all had some bad storms down there, you know, some days. You really know, did, you know. They all limited out before that, that 10 o'clock rainstorm hit them yesterday. So so we've been getting around it and getting our, our limits and making people happy. And then the fish have been pull up on a spot, bang, you know, limit out on one spot and then go look for some, you know, some other kinds of fish. I mean, it got to where Ross the other day went out and found a, a load of sheep heads and they, they quit at 40. The little girl says, let's not keep any more. I said, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the cleaning table's been full. It's been good. And I've uh, been having a lot of kids, and that's a great time for the fish to turn on because 
you know, these, these youngsters that I just love when they get on the fish. And one little girl was the first time ever coming, and I mean, she just mauled them. She was a good little fisherman. Now, do you allow those youngsters to throw shrimp, or do you make them use plastic like a like a real man? Well, I, I make them fish with the guides that throw shrimp. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's yeah. no sense in, 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 in you know me taking a trip like that if if I don't like to do it. And you know, if I have to, I guess I would. But you know, I got twelve guides. I mean, they they all throw it and let let them do it. I mean, it's not like it takes a special special skill set to to do that particular thing. So, you know, let them go. <laughs> and plus, I, I, I'd rather my boys make money than me. You know, uh, I'm yeah. going to make, you know, mine with lodging and all that. But, you know, I, I just still, you know, they've been biting a lot on plastic this week. A lot of them haven't even used the shrimp. I mean, the bite's been good enough where you just throw it out there and, and get whacked. And once they go on a, on a point or a current line or whatever, you can stay on them and really, really do well. So, you know, we've just been throwing a lot of plastics. They're coming in with shrimp. <laughs> Let's talk a little I bit like about that. ducks. The commission meeting, they're going to discuss, you know, when we make a choice, it's going to be for five years. We've got to live and die with it. What would be your ideal scenario as far as you like early start, late start, two splits, three splits, three zones, or just two zones, east and west? What, what would be wow. your preference for hunting downriver? I, I would like east and west, north and south, just two to where everybody doesn't gang up on one area like they do now because the coastal opens first and everybody from all over the state comes and just invades Venice and there's hundreds and hundreds of boats there. And then next week they go to wherever they're going to hunt. So just have the openings at the, you know, the same time, north and south or east and west, or make it far enough to where, you know, guys can't go around the block to go hit two different things. But I, it doesn't really matter, Don. It's about the food, the hurricanes, the the coastal land loss, and to us, in later in the season, we get these negative tides. We can't even hunt in January a lot of times for a week at a time because anytime these days Vic gets more than a negative point three, the marsh goes dry and the ducks go offshore, and uh, it's very very difficult to hunt them, and you're getting stuck. So. You know, as, if we get it early and get it done, it's better for the, the coastal zone because of those tides. Other places, tides don't matter. They can make it a late season, and if they want to get those ducks late that they, they think are going to migrate late, you know, I just don't, I'm just not buying it. Unless you get a giant ice out up there to to cover up all the food that's up there, you got to think that there's never been corn in North and South Dakota and Canada before because the genetics in you know, the corn couldn't couldn't uh, make quick enough. But now they have these new genetic corns that they can grow all the way in Canada, and now they're doing that. So if you think about three states or a country and two states of corn that never was there, the ducks don't have to come down here anymore, especially mallards. So they don't. So yeah. we have more problems than just when we're going to have oh, a season. Yeah. But yeah, we do. If I had my brothers, you know, let's let's get the coastal zone done early, and then uh, they can do whatever they want uh, on the north zone because they ha- they do get a very few mallards up there. So let them let them go late uh, in the north zone, and that way they can have a better shot at some of those mallards if they get a big ice out up there. All right. Well, we'll find out. They're going to be discussing it at the commission meeting coming up on Thursday. Ryan, thanks for the report. Uh, y'all got any fireworks going on down there? Oh God, no! I got fireworks. <laughs> I got no fireworks around me all the time. I got to try to put them out. 
But, you know, I guess yeah. I wonder if I could ask him for three fronts during teal season every year. You know, just send me three oh, cold fronts yeah, during yeah, teal we, season. I'll be a happy that, man. Well, you and me both. Ryan, thanks for the <laughs> update as always. Uh, CajunFishingAdventures.com. You can find him on the website. And if you want to give him a call, give me your number, Ryan. Uh, yeah, they can call me on my cell at 504-559-5111. And I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have. Very good. Okay, Ryan, have a happy 4th of July, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Happy 4th, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, there he goes, our plastic man. All right, I got some more here for uh, the gallows song, Swinging from the Gallows Pole by Led Zeppelin's Hangman. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Here's one, Amos Moses. I don't know if... uh, Mike Gallo fits Amos Moses. He's he's the guy we call the professor, you know. He's the uh, the educated fisherman who dissects and thinks and figures out ways and uh, kind of really looks into the sport of fishing through a, a, a white lab coat. Anyway, we're going to be back right after this. And finally, okay, those of you who have been wanting to know about how to hunt hogs at night with a, a firearm and a suppressor, what you need to do, I've got it for you. I'll be right back with that. And we'll put a wrap on it. It's here and gone already. Our 4th of July weekend of the outdoors. We're down to be. All right. I got a text in. um, This is from Bo. Wants to know if there's been any update on the new hunter safety online class. Uh, It was mentioned at a wildlife and fisheries commission meeting. It was uh, they filed what's known as a notice of intent. It takes, I think, 120 days for that to go through, so it's in the works. I can't tell you this, but if you need to get it in a hurry and you want to be certain to do it and you got to do it online, you can go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife and Fisheries website, and you can apply for and get it in that fashion. All right, uh, for the persons who have been wanting to know about hunting at night, um, if you're on private property, If you have written permission from the landowner at your land, you can hunt coyotes, armadillos, and feral hogs, even nutrient beaver, at night. And the season lasts from February, the last day of February, to the last day of August. So it is open now, but outside of that it is closed. You can take these hogs and other animals with or without a light, a bulleye. Uh, You can use an infrared, those laser sighting devices, night vision devices. You can also use a suppressor, a silencer, if you're authorized to possess that. And that's another whole story about getting your firearm fitted with a sound suppressor and what you need to do to get a permit for that. But if you do this, you have to, within 24 hours of when you're going to hunt, you have to call the sheriff of the parish you're in, or the property's in, and the Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Division at their toll-free number, 800-442-2511 and let them know you will be who you are and you will be out there so that the agents will know this is not someone uh, night hunting for deer or rabbits with lights got to make those two calls to the sheriff of the parish you're hunting in and to the wildlife and fisheries at their enforcement number and then you're good to go we're supposed to be doing one of those on uh, bayou wild a nighttime hunt with some of those infrared scopes and stuff We're, we're working on that for season five hopefully we'll get it all right, um, you know, the uh, online hunter certification, again, it's uh, in the works, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get it before we get too, too close to the season. All right, those of you, uh, we've got some more requests for, yeah, let's see if we, maybe what we'll do with this Mike Gallo theme song is we'll let you keep sending these in to me, text them, and maybe each week we'll we'll run a different one. 
Let him listen to them, let you listen to it, and maybe we'll have a vote on it, make a little contest out of it and see which one uh, would be the, the deciding factor. But the guy in the – at one time I thought about uh, the old Paladin. If you remember the old Western, Have Gun Will Travel, maybe a Have Boat Will Travel for uh, Mike Gallo. Anyway, we'll figure that out. All right, those of you who've been wanting to know about the uh, speckle trout change in regulations, uh, it's – Again, something else in the works. It's going to take some time. I would not expect any change until very late this year, possibly next year. Again, those predictions, if you look on the Wildlife and Fisheries website, they did a survey, and they asked for fishermen's opinions on which changes you want. And here were the choices. You can bet it's going to be one of these. A size change only would go to tw- stay at 25 fish but would raise the minimum size to 14 inches. Another change would involve the creel only. If they went down to 10 fish, you could keep your 12-inch minimum. Another scenario, these three involve both the size and the limit change. 12 fish at 13 inches, 12 fish at 13 inches with one allowed over 20, which would be a slot, and the other would be go to 15 fish with a 13-and-a-half-inch minimum. You can... Pretty much take it to the bank. One of those uh, will be the choice. Those will be presented to the commission. Public's going to have time to input on it, and then it will become law. And uh, even though we're experiencing a better-than-average speckled trout season, I still think the long-term dictates that we probably need a change to bring the species back to the great glory days of speckled trout fishing in Louisiana. Thanks for being with us. Have a very safe and happy 4th of July. If you're playing with those fireworks, be very, very careful. Get out and fish with the family if you can. And make sure you come back here again next week, same time, same place, same station, for another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.